are you recording? I'm recording. I'm recording. I am okay, going. Everybody, uh, welcome. This is our first installment of our uh, this is our dookie, inaugural spooky yeah. dookie Halloween. Mean Girls Interrupted. Mean Girls Interrupted. So it's going to be a month of uh, two episodes per week, two different movies. Get excited. And um, this week, okay, first of all, this is uh, Mean Girls Interrupted. I am John. I am Travis. And pissed. And, and I'm also pissed. Uh, yes, Travis is very, he is livid right now. <laughs> he is out of control, unhinged. I'm out of my mind. But it's it's a uh, warranted. It is I've burned. gone cuckoo bananas, fucking crackers up in here. Yeah. We went crackers today. We did. I mean, girls interrupted. But today we're going to be talking about uh, a movie called Hocus Pocus 2. And if you've been living under a rock, let us explain it to you. This is a movie about three witches. And it's a a. a a sequel to the early 90s to the iconic let's not the forget. iconic of uh, a beloved movie called hocus pocus and uh it stars um obviously it stars uh, the same Bette midler the same ones <laughs> yeah they got they they paid out these phenomenal actresses to come back as the sanderson sisters yep and um sjp is sarah SJP as Sarah ben and Midler as Winifred, Kathy and Jimmy as Mary. Yeah. We all love yes. and know. Uh, she was my favorite from the first. Same, um, by the way. Actually, I, loved her. I thought she they was, all worked very well together. Uh, they did, they did. But she was, I favored her. She was like, really funny to the max. Yeah, especially when she had to. Time. Yeah, she had to throw that vacuum under her cooch and it hit her, and she was like, "Oh." Do you yeah, remember ooh. that? <laughs> yeah, she's so goofy, and I loved her as a kid anyway, as yeah, a gay Kathy kid from Jimmy's the Sister hilarious. Act movies. John, thank you so much. They're coming out with another one, and it's going to flop just like uh, Hocus Pocus well, 2. Well, Kathy Najimy better be in it. It's going to flop. And it, yeah, so Kathy Najimy is like the unsung uh, gay icon from the 90s. Like, she was, she, I would like... I would see her in like movie trailers and stuff and be like, as a gay kid, I was like, oh, yeah. 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 Hooray. She's in this. <gasps> I, I love a sister act too. John. Back in the habit. Do you want to know how many times <laughs> I love you for this too? Because you Thank have you. no idea how many times I've watched sister act. Um, Between yeah, that I, and the Wizard I, I of Oz. I watched sister act two more than I watched sister act one for some reason. Oh, you got to just and put them on repeat. Back to back. Yeah, I, yeah, Sister Act 2 was definitely so like, um, yeah. Uh, it's more why musical. I, why, yeah, and also like, why am I blanking on like the best R&B and soul performer of our generation? Um, why? She's in Sister Act 2. Oh my God. Is yeah. it L- Lauren, Her- Lauren, Lauren Hill? Lauren Hill. Oh my God. I was going to say, we're Don't talking about me. Lauren Hill, right? Uh, yeah, we're definitely talking about Lauren Hill. John, the fact that she never came out with another album is fucking criminal. But that first she album. She still tours and stuff. I so know. it's like, I don't think she has to. She, like, I mean, I think she did, though. Like, she put stuff out. That album so. is perfection yeah. from point A to point Z. I'm like fully weird and like, I'm like weirding out about me like going up on her name. Like, I don't. I've never forgotten Lauren Hill. John, I forget stuff all the time. Also, I think I, it was just like the pressure. Yeah, Maybe but, it's just that it's early morning. No, it's we're getting old. John, I was getting off the toilet yesterday and my fucking ankle popped and then I zipped my dick into my zipper. 
Stop it. I swear. This all happened that's in like, a span of a minute. I, that's hijinks. John, I almost rolled my ankle getting what? off the toilet and then I zipped my dick up. Because was it like a, a chain of events? John, it was just this wild chain of events. <laughs> <laughs> Which, but hey, at least it wasn't as bad as uh, this movie, Hocus Pocus 2. Hocus, so, by the way, this Hocus Pocus 2 is a kid's movie. This podcast is not. So if your kids are listening, yeah. no. Also, spoiler alerts. Uh, we are going to spoil the heck out of it. We but are. Also, hey, uh, so anyway, the reason why we're getting into it really quickly is because Travis was got into a Twitter fight about this movie. You guys, I'm just going to up top. Uh, normally, we don't do this. We don't do this up top. We like to save it for the end. But here's yeah. the thing. We're going to go in reverse today. It. Hocus Pocus yeah. 2 is garbage. Okay. It's a... That it's is a... It is not it's, good. Um, how do you... It's almost like if Hocus Pocus 2 were a smell, it would just like... It would be like hot cat. Piss. John, <laughs> first, yes. Also, do you remember straight to DVD? I do. This felt straight to DVD. Well, I mean, it was straight to Disney Plus. But that, but I don't know though, because we are getting good movies that come to streaming services, just period. Yeah, but then, but that's the, that's the whole nefariousness of it because there's like, it's the promise of like, you don't judge it immediately like you did with straight to DVD and straight to video. Yeah. You're like, oh, straight to video. Um, buyer beware. John. But this, but since they like, they mix it up. So like you will tune in to the straight to streaming things and they just throw in hot garbage with the uh, good stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, John, this was not it. I am sorry for all of you out there who love this. First, let me just tell you, we love Hocus Pocus. The first one is fantastic. It is such a great and this movie. This is why Travis and so Travis. I got on the in record. a fight on Twitter yesterday. Travis is very passionate about the original material. I actually really love it. I do think it's kind of a perfect movie. Uh, yeah, me too. It was like I remember watching it towards Halloween, like on video at a friend's house, like with family friends house Our families were together doing something like a birthday or whatever. And they just like had it on. And I was just like locked in. It's really from, like, good. The first moment. Yeah. Like the, the cold open was really cool. Uh, yes. It's all very witchy. There's like kids in peril. Yes. It's a and great the, movie. They like kill children. Yeah. Which makes it even better because your kids yeah. suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so... I mean, fuck Emily, right? Like, good. She deserved it. Why are you running away with a witch? She just flew in. Mm -hmm. Ma'am, she flew in yeah. on a broom and you're going to follow That's her into you. the woods? She didn't even have to groom you to do it. Also, Thackeray. Let's talk about that name. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyway, so get into your Twitter okay, fight. We're going to talk about this Twitter fight and then we're going to talk about this fucking garbage heap of a movie, a sequel. Yeah. Okay. Get into it. So. Here's how it all started. This is <laughs> this set it all off and you guys can all listen. I'm not going to tell you what our at is. It doesn't matter. I troll shitty politicians on it. And now apparently it's a personal app. And now I mean, personal account yeah, or whatever. And also but now apparently people who like Hocus Pocus, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we are. Y'all ready? OK, why are people being critical of a sequel to Hocus Pocus? The first film was a massive flop upon release and gained a cult following through the home release being and played. This is, this is somebody else. This right? is someone else. This is where it all starts. OK, yeah. Then it says uh, yearly on yearly on cable. It's pure camp and 90s weirdness. That's why I enjoyed Hocus Pocus 2 for being the same. People need to stop saying camp. 
This is also pisses me off when it's not yeah. camp. Don't call something camp. You don't understand the definition of camp. The first yeah. one was not camp, period. Learn a book, guys. Like fucking for real. That's not the definition. <laughs> okay. So Rhiannon Archer at Rhiannon Archer. I'm going to say her name. You all can follow her because she agrees with me. <clears throat> Because the she's whole, a magical human yes. and I love her yes. best friends now. So she is in response to the pe- the person saying, why are people being critical? Rhiannon says because the whole plot is weak and it has so many new dull characters. It's all amazing actors, but seems like such an afterthought and cash grab. Now, what would have ruled? They should have made an origin story with those kids. Amazing opening to this movie, then boring. Agreed. I love the opening. I thought it yeah, was very cool. Yeah, the opening was cool. I was very engaged, but I knew that we were going to like hop, skip, and a jump to them returning somehow. Yes. Yeah. I, loved the, I loved it. I thought it was very cool in the beginning. Okay? So there's a redeeming quality, but that's yeah, literally well, the, it. The one thing I didn't, I'll just interrupt you real quick. Yeah, yeah. What I didn't like about that was the fairy godmother with the John, actress. John, I fucking hated her. Like, like she came in and she seemed so out of place. Tone and, yeah. So out of place. It was sort of like she had like she had like jeweled, yes. uh, jeweled makeup and stuff. She had metallic eyeshadow. She had this frosty pink lip that I remember from middle school yeah, and early high school. It was too school. Disney princess for me. And I'm no. just like, that doesn't it doesn't fit. John, that's into, when I knew the movie was going to go bad. Yeah. When it she was showed up. Tone. Yeah, I love that actress, though. She's really hilarious. Yeah, great actress. The cast was actually great in this movie, but guess what? Well, not the kids, though. Well, not the not definitely not the kids. They had their moments. We had, but they they may have had one moment. They had like two. um, They had like two moments, like in the beginning and the end. But a very lackluster character development. This is no fault of their own, by the way. No, it was literally the writing actors. I was like, but why are these kids even here in the first place? They're only here to, like, get us from point A to point B to point C within the storyline. And none of their character development or anything, like, makes me latch onto them whatsoever. And um, it's just because it was very thin character development, very shallow character development. Whereas the first one, it was like the siblings, the three siblings um no it was the two siblings and then the girl with the yabos oh right right yeah and so she like like they but they had like an interesting interplay with each other this this wasn't it so and they had thora birch john i fucking love thora birch yeah you gotta get for i mean also these are really unknown actresses like i don't like they, the kids in the first one, they were known kid actors at that point. Yeah, it would have been cool to bring them back, actually. It yeah. really would have been cool. Oh, yeah. Like, why not? It would have been cool where, to bring them back. Where are they now? Where I have are they no now? idea. But, oh, I will say Thora Birch did say something about not being in it. She actually was in something else. By the time oh. everything happened, she couldn't do the movie. Oh, she had to drop out, huh? No, not even drop out. She just couldn't. Just wasn't available. Nope, wasn't available. There wasn't even a dropping out. That's a very convenient excuse, by the way. Yeah, honestly, that's what she said. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm just so unavailable. It's like, girl. I'm sorry. Like, I want to. I really feel bad. Unavailable. Her, her dad ruined her career. Yeah, she's like, my dad made me unavail. Yeah. Sorry. <sighs> but anyway, what are you, your Twitter oh, fight? Yes, yes, Twitter into fight. It. Okay, so back to, um, so Rhiannon basically said, amazing opening to this movie, then boring. Now, here's where things start going south. Elon's horseplay at smooth B9208 ellipsis. It's pretty long, so I'm not going to give you the rest, but you can look them up and you can, t- you can tell them that they're wrong. 
Mm -hmm. Um, So this person says, Elon's horseplay says, the original movie is also like that. And you can predict what's going to happen. It was not meant to be an Oscar nom film. Hmm. It is fun and camp and entertaining. Once again, not camp. Also, not entertaining. So I follow up with, but it's not camp. Justifying a bad film as camp because it ticks some nostalgic boxes for you does not make it camp. It's bad. The first isn't even camp. It was a flop that deserved better, but not camp, period. Sorry, technical difficulties. So if it's an arbitrary jump, we're back on and recording. We're back on. So what were you saying, Travis? So this, I was saying, this person says, what do you think camp means? The premise of the movie is nostalgic. Like, it will be nostalgic regardless. First off, no one said it wouldn't be. Yeah. I literally said just because it's nostalgic doesn't make it camp. That's a fact. I mean, it's inevitably nostalgic. Yes. So this person's argument is already moot because I feel like I'm arguing with a 12-year-old. So, I mean, that could very well be the case on Twitter. You it, don't know. No, true. <laughs> so I'm like, of course it will be nostalgic, but that doesn't make it camp. Camp yeah. is described as being unintentionally humorous when this was literally scraping the bottom of the barrel. You can like the movie, love it even, but it's not good or camp. Lazy is what it is. No shade to you, though. Trying to end it there. True, true. This person then then says, no, that is not what camp means. Having witches in drag, doing comedic things, dancing and singing is by itself campy because witches are supposedly it's not, scary. It's, it's not, not though. camp. It's like even be, even though it's like, OK, so there's a moment in this film where they do the whole. So they basically just they recycled re, everything. They recycled. They, they hit the same beats that they do in the first one. Yep. And just in, in a different, slightly different circumstance. So like, you know, in the first one where they mm-hmm. like go to the high, they're like in the high school gym. Oh, where yeah, all the of course. Parents are partying and they, and the uh, Bette Midler and the other sisters, they w- end up on stage and then they do the whole, you put a spell on you, which was like an iconic moment. Yes. They try to do that again, which falls flat here because they are like at a Halloween festival and they get up on this stage, which is a. So the Sanderson sisters in this world are are legendary for because they were spotted in the 90s and people have like come to sort of idolize them. As like local Salem celebrities, so they dress like them and they were having a costume, a Sanderson sisters costume contest on the stage. And one set of sisters are are actual famous drag queens in the world, which was that was that Silky Nutmeg Ganache? No, 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 that wasn't. No, it, it no, that wasn't Silky. That was the the one of the newer celebrities. Um, the one who uh, it's um Willow Pills, um, yes. friend. Yes, who yes. rolled, rolled her, her ankle. ankle and had to leave the show. What's her name again? Um, her name escapes me. Yeah, so it's I don't know what the I couldn't recognize the other two. Cornbread, cornbread, corn, yeah, cornbread. It was cornbread. Snack jeté. Yeah, it was cornbread. The snack jeté. It was um, ginger minge, and it was um, was that ginger minge? Yes, it was ginger minge, and it was um, oh my god, why can't I remember her name? Holy shit! Uh, Let's see, I'm rolling. Was through it Plastic Tierra? Uh, no, Kamora Hall. It was Kamora Hall. Oh, wow. Those are very like recent. No, I mean, no, not. Yeah, that was Kamora Hall, who, by the way, that dragon dress that Kamora Hall wore before she was let go too freaking soon. I was not ready for her to go. Her fashions would have been insane. She had like vintage everything. Oh, but anyway, back to my Twitter fight. So 
This person finished by saying camp can be obviously and intentionally funny and exaggeration. First off, no. If you go into a movie to make it camp, it's not camp. Yeah, camp camp is is a naturally occurring thing. Camp is not an intentional thing. So if you are confused, here you go. Now you know. Camp is not intentional. People go into movies trying to do something and they do it and they do it the best they can and think they're making a great movie and it turns into camp. Yeah, and so there's something about like equating camp as a as a genre, um, like is kind of really sort of off and a little appropriative to me because like, like you can't I mean, you can throw that word around and sure, what, whatever, there's like a campy quality to it, but you can't label Hocus Pocus 2 as pure camp and it's an amazing gem. It doesn't make it good. It doesn't. It doesn't make it good. This person then says, I'm not joking. They said, that is why you are lost. Maybe stick to Marvel movies. I don't know. Okay, well, first, suck a dick. How about that? Yeah. Fucking five. So the idea. So uh, let's see. So a good example of a campy movie is like Serial Mom. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like and also uh, another uh, a good example is um, Mommy Dearest. Literally they, anything by John Waters is camp. Yeah. But also Mommy Dearest is like uh-huh. a high melodrama. It was supposed very to be. seriously <laughs> themed movie <laughs> about child abuse and uh, and mental illness and starring a very high A-list actress um and so it's it's um but in hindsight well well here's the thing about that one because mommy dearest yes it registered as camp it was a critical failure but has since become beloved by the gay community for being what it is i don't i don't own a wire hanger because of that movie okay and so um, uh, it's an if you know, you know, kind of a situation. Yes. <laughs> but uh, like uh, so um, but just with, with that, I think like um, so whenever um, the actress. Oh, my God, I'm losing my gay card for forgetting the lead actress in Mommy Dearest. I mean, <laughs> she was in Chinatown. Yeah. <clears throat> John. I, oh, my God. I'm, I'm getting it revoked. I'm is sorry. It John my Crawford? memory. Uh, that was the that's who she's playing. Oh, she's yeah. playing Joan Crawford. Yeah. Oh. So the actress playing Joan Crawford is uh, a person who like, yeah, so like she she's a very serious dramatic actress. And so whenever she talks about that movie in hindsight, she was like, she's like, now I know that what the director was trying to do was camp. Faye Dunaway. Was, yeah. So Faye Dunaway acknowledges the camp factor of it, but she, it only registered to her in hindsight. So I think that's to your point, Travis, where it, you can't force camp. It just sort of you can't. It, right. Like you can force a melodrama. Sure. But, but you cannot force camp if you are yeah. if you can't just be like, oh, it's camp. You're not making camp. That is not yeah. how camp works. So right. basically, this person was trying to tell me I was wrong. And at the end, I just basically I'm not even going to finish with the I said, this isn't an argument. Your argument doesn't stand. This movie's not good. The story isn't good. Yeah. You can call it whatever you want, but this movie is not good, period. Right. There has to be a certain level of earnestness that makes something campy. Does that make sense to you? Yes, because okay. the actors have to go into it thinking they're making something great and it turning into something like, for instance, 
uh, the, was a excuse me striptease. Yeah, exactly. Camp. They no, are showgirls, right? Showgirls. Show yeah, show probably striptease as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen striptease, but showgirls is another example of uh, of of camp. But that's because of just it's the nature of the filmmaker at that point. It's sort of like camp. A campy movie sort of has like an odd auteur ishness to it, like John Waters. Yes. Uh, whoever directed Mommy Dearest. And um, <laughs> I'm getting I'm so getting my gay card taken away because I can't remember the director of 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 Showgirls. But the same director as Starship Troopers, which, by the way, also can't also and literally one of my favorite movies. Yes. Yeah, so he, like they br- the director, the they they are just that's a natural quality that comes across in their medium uh you can't you can't just show up to hocus pocus 2 on set on a on a disney plus set and just be like we're doing camp today everybody that's not how it works it's a feeling it's an idea it is not a concept it's not i would would argue however the original hocus pocus has that has an element of camp obviously because they were earnestly trying to do um like a goofy screwball comedy, which to me, which so this one is Hocus Pocus two is doing sure, but it's not executed well at all. John, it's piss poor. It's actually really awful. And there were points in this where I truly was like, this is what this is what the characters have become. I'm yeah, like, and you know what? I enjoyed it. Look, I enjoyed what Bette Midler and, uh, SJP at some points I was like I was like watching SJP to be like is she gonna be able to bring it after all these years and all these millions of dollars and she yeah she worked yeah she worked but she worked just hard enough because there were points when I was like you can tell Mm -hmm. they also don't know what movie they're making oh yeah but you they probably they probably all I was I need to know like how much they actually made for this I want to know how much they made but they also I think they knew. Yeah. John. And did, 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 did Bette Midler give you like throughout this movie, like the vibe of, um, of like, don't get into my, don't get, don't get into my shot. Don't ruin my shot. Don't get into my spotlight. Uh, honestly, For me. Yes. <laughs> she was like, Oh, sorry. SJP you're in my light. John, Cut. I don't, I really <laughs> don't know because this movie was a mess. All right, so let's get into it. And we we got to do it judge. quick because. Okay, yeah, we we'll have. do it quick for you. But so like, okay, we're not even going to go like, get clinical about it. But they, they open up with like these, they, in this uh, flashback to Salem. 1640 Puritan whatever. Puritan days, witch burning days. And it's uh, like, it's teenage um, Sanderson sisters. And these actresses, these young little actresses, they they kind of totally hit stole the mannerisms, it. dude. They got it. Like the the one that plays uh Bette Midler's younger self, like she was really doing it. Yes. Also, like she did she did all like she must have studied Bette Midler's mannerisms so much. Young like Winifred, she, for sure. She fully delivered even like the buck teeth and like the moments that you that Bette Midler chooses to accentuate them. Like this little girl really had it down. The person who did Mary, Mary Sanderson, yeah. her yeah. jaw was even crooked, like how Mary yeah. does. They did it the all. entire time. And they like have some pretty dramatic dialogue moments. And they're like they're like really deft character performers, these three girls. And I'm not even interested enough to scroll down to find their actual names. No, that's fine. 
Wait. We could have been made stars here on Mean Girls Interrupted, but we're choosing not to. That's fine. They're going to be stars in their own right later. I yeah, hope and they and find the little, something else. And the little Sarah's, um, the SJP, little SJP, she was like a better S, like Sarah Sanderson. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so they... Uh, they get cast it, out. Yeah, they get cast out. They go into the woods. They receive the book. From the uh, worst witch, literally. Yeah. Um, she, she, like, sort of a fairy godmother witch uh, played by Hannah Waddingham. Which, uh, cool, love her, but also this is where the movie yeah, took a she, turn. Yeah, and that's not her fault, obviously. No, it's not. It's filmmaking fault. Well, like we um, said in, in everything, these are our opinions. Yeah. Listen, we know movies take forever and they take a lot of time and money and effort. Yeah, by the way, this was directed so we can put all of the blame on. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it's uh, by Anne Fletcher. Mm. And uh, yeah, mm. so she's done. She did uh, The Pacifier starring Vin Diesel back in the day. Literally didn't see it. Yeah, she did like Hot Pursuit. Also one I didn't watch. She directed The Proposal. Did I watch that one? She directed 27 Dresses and Step uh, Up. Oh. And she did, uh, she directed some This Is Us and Love, Victor and stuff. Hmm. So I guess this tracks. <laughs> those are all terrible movies. Um, hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It just wasn't, it just wasn't uh, it. Yeah. So Sorry. now we're at modern day. The, the little <laughs> girls, the witches, they got their book. They said yeah. our main lead is Whitney Peak. Uh, oh, wait, oh. no. Yeah. So so we so we're in modern day. right? Now we're in modern day. And so we the people that, that we're following who are very lackluster due to the filmmakers is uh, is Whitney Peak and Lilia Buckingham and Belisa uh, Escobedo. And she. Uh, yeah, those are our three. They are modern day witches. They have like a little trio coven. Yep. And they, they get like crystals and stuff and they live in Salem. And you know what they do? Uh, they go to a witch shop. They go to the same. They go to a witch shop, which is um, the Sanderson sisters old home. And, which yeah. John, I noticed that too. And I was like, first, why does it look bigger? It looks a lot bigger. It like actually they like looks really bigger. They expanded it out. They expanded <laughs> it out and they turned it into a massive thing next to basically a Walgreens. Yeah, and it's ran by Sam Richardson of Veep fame. Which, by the way, he is hilarious. He's hilarious in anything that he does. Sam Richardson is a is a he can never. He's like the Meryl Streep of comedy and character acting. He's I really funny. When I saw him, and I didn't know he was in this. Like he could be way. in anything, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Like he was in it, but also his material. Even this, I was like. You know, yeah, I very said, cringeworthy, but ooh, I mean, but he did actually, check. yes, but he did make it easier to watch. Yeah. And yeah. And him and uh, Tony Hale made it, who's also from Veep. Very funny. Like they, they kind of like carried the movie and to make it like more palatable. And like, so if you're going to watch it for Tony Hale and Sam Richardson, cool. But, uh. <laughs> You yeah, can watch it. You can watch it for everyone or, else too, or watch it for the the humongous Walgreens advertisement. John, this movie seriously felt like it was paid for by everything. It was there is advertisements everywhere, paid for by literally <laughs> everything. <laughs> like, 
is okay. So I guess all the, the plot is this. So um, Bette Midler and her Sanderson sisters, um, oh, so they come back. They return. From they the return and here because I have Sam to say Richardson. This. Yeah. Be, okay. Let me just take this part and you can have the rest. Are you okay? This was a dark part in the movie that I thought was actually. I was like, why couldn't they have gone this route? Okay. It's homegirl's 16th birthday, and they say that on your 16th birthday, that's when your power starts to develop. Right. Sam Richardson gives these girls a gift because it's the homegirl's uh, lead character's 16th birthday. He said, here you go. Here's a candle. I know it looks a little messed up, yada, yada. They take uh, did it. That, sorry to interrupt you, but whenever he like pulled that out, I was like, is that supposed to be funny because that looks like a fucked up dick? I'm not sure. But this is where I was this, like, here's this dong on your 16th birthday. This is what made it. This is what made it crazy to me. So the homegirls go out into the woods and they light this candle and it starts to spark and they blow it out. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and then it turns into a black flame candle. Well, right. if you all remember from Hocus Pocus, <laughs> the original one, the black yeah. flame candle is made from the fat, I believe, of a hanged man. If I'm not oh. mistaken. Oh, right. It is like a really macabre and they don't acknowledge it. In they this do movie. acknowledge it. They do? Yes, because when? Sam says, I found Book after the Sanderson sisters. He said, I saw them when I was a child. I found Book at the house. Book Did taught me how that? to make the candle. And oh, he so says, he... he said this. He said, it was a messy process. If you oh, blink and you miss it. Uh, I, I blinked. Blink and you miss and it. I missed and it. I was like, that's actually super dark. Yeah. Dark. Because very he dark. had to because he rendered the, the candle of a human. Yes. Who was hanged and he probably hanged them. Where did he? John? That's where, where I was like, okay, that's an evil. element. Yes. He's actually a terrible person. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's, he's like a, a funny murderer. He's okay. A, he's a monster. That makes me, that makes me appreciate it, but it gets lost in everything else. Yes. And I was like, okay, cool. One piece of that this. movie. John, me as well. That's where they should have taken this movie. Okay, so whenever this hits public domain in however many years, uh, that's the movie. We're we're gonna be like a hundred years old. Okay, and, fine. But we're gonna we're gonna pre-write this script and then only shop it around. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be horror version of Hocus Pocus, but it's only about Sam Richardson's process of making a black flame candle <laughs> in order to bring back the Sanderson sisters. Yeah, and. And the drama around that. And, and for the sake of hard R. Oh, yes. Hard R. And for the <laughs> sake of argument, it's going to be camp. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> all of you. <laughs> so I'm mad. so mad. He's so mad. Um, but yeah, anyway, so they get they they are gifted unbeknownst to them uh, the black flame candle and they light it in the woods and uh, they bring back the Sanderson sisters and one of the, my one of my least favorite parts of the movie was happens this? right now yeah. because when they break they, out into song and dance immediately John, I they don't even it. say they don't say one word before nope. they break out they just come out of the ground and they immediately go into a number yeah and i don't i don't like that john it was awful and then if this isn't a musical. No. And then when everyone's thinking it, they were like, OK, great. Now we have to have our characters acknowledge it being like, who are they singing to? And then Kathy and Jimmy Not shows good. up and she's like, you out of nowhere. Right. And I'm yeah. like, why did they start with a musical number? 
We literally don't, don't need it. And that's sort of like they're trying to inject this movie with with uh, things that are just like out of place, like the fairy godmother, which didn't make sense. The book. Didn't make sense. Yeah. And so made they, no uh, sense at all. So these these uh, these teenagers are on the run from the Sanderson sisters, whatever. And like they get caught and they're like trying to lie their way out of it. And they're like, well, you have I can give you some lotions. And they're like, oh, lotions. How about that? Sounds like potions. So they need to like do something or other. Uh, so so the Sanderson sisters are like this, the same exact thing as the as the first one. They have to like find a way to stay forever because once the black flame candle uh uh, goes out they return to the grave and so they're trying to work some magic to keep them there permanently and they go to walgreens and they drink some uh oil of la yeah product they drink some product product placements, placements for sure they, they eat a mask like a beauty mask they or whatever. do yeah, yeah they do eat a beauty mask they're like it looks like a baby's face and i was like no, that's kind of I was like, all right, that's kind of like funny, I guess, because it's coming from Kathy Najimi. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but it's fine. It's like floral. They're like, what does it taste like? She's like, it has floral notes. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> OK, you're fine. Great. Super cool. And then like things happen and they suddenly realize that these things aren't actual potions and stuff and, and stuff. They, they take the girls to their house, which is where book is and book has book like sweats and cries in this which was interesting to me um and uh yeah they trap them into a basement and take and cast a spell so they can't get out to the girls and stuff and so that's where this movie ends yep that's pretty <laughs> much it the girls die in the basement and they never get out they never get out and the sanderson sisters are here to stay and they take over the entire world and wreak havoc um but yeah, so what happens after that? So they okay, it's basically so just a cat and mouse situation, and it's it literally the first movie. Yeah, it's so. If you guys have yeah. seen the first one, you've watched the second one. They throw yeah. the girls down in the basement. Turns out one of them actually is a witch, and she uses this little spell, and her and her friend get out so they can go stop the Sanderson sisters. Right. So it's like witches against witches, and there's stuff. a carnival that happens. Yeah. Um, that is where the next musical sequence came out. And oh, the only oh funny thing, the only thing that I thought was funny about this movie was when the Sanderson sisters rolled onto the costume contest and the MC goes, great costumes, fellas. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was actually hilarious. That was the only <laughs> joke that landed in this entire mm -hmm. movie. So then mm -hmm. the Sanderson sister was like, we need to get the blood of our enemy. Wait, what, song, what song did they do again? I have no clue. They do a John, number, I don't remember. but it's definitely not as good as the iconic no. I put a spell on you, Bette Midler thing. Nope. And John, I don't remember what song it was, and I'm not mm. going to find out. Yeah, it's it was that forgettable, wasn't it? John, it was incredibly forgettable, and I couldn't even remember the plot. I remember they're looking for Tony Hale because he yeah. was a direct descendant of the person who kicked them out. Oh, I know what it is. It's I'm going to find you one way or another. Oh, uh, one way uh, or another. Yes, 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 yes. Not good. For, I hate that song so bad. Honestly, they really didn't. They did an injustice to Debbie the only, Harry. The only time that I really, really liked that song was in uh, the Rugrats movie. Uh, John, when I didn't Angelica, watch that, but I will. Angelica's like, she's out for blood with these little toddlers, babies, and she sings that song in there. 
See, honestly, we should have talked about that movie. Um, (laughs) But so it turns out um, that Tony Hale's character is a direct descendant of the people who who kicked the Sandersons out of their home in the 1600s and banished them to the woods. So they need his blood or something Something so stupid so that they yeah. can get the spell going where they can have maximum and power. She needs blood of their enemy to complete maximum some power. spell. Okay. To get maximum power and, you know, rule the world, I guess. Yes. Then they get um, trapped in a ring of salt in a garage, which was so stupid. And mm-hmm. then, um, and then Mary, Kathy, and Jimmy's um, broom Enchanted Roombas. Her enchanted Roombas come and uh, sweep up the dust. Yeah, so instead of a vacuum, they like made her little uh, broom replacement uh, two Roombas, which I thought was kind of hilarious, which was kind of funny because they're like it plays off of the whole they have a mind of their own thing because they do. They do. Which was and they really come and they they come and they uh, they vacuum up the the salt ring the salt and and lets them out. So they were trapped briefly. But isn't that so campy? It's so campy, John. It's, it's that was so like campy. the most campiest. Part of this movie, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's like pure camp!" Oh my gosh, yeah, it was so campy. Oh I loved my that. goodness! Also, it was so camp. It's just so camp. I know, um, so much camp. Going John, on. I was, was camping like, so the crazy. whole time. I know. It's like to pitch a tent already. <laughs> John, I pitched like three. <laughs> I pitched like three tents, and I was like, "I yeah, can't like, figure whoa, out which tent to sleep we in." We are camping today. So Aren't then we? they go into the forest. Yes. Um, the girls who are uh-huh. main characters whose names I literally can't remember. Me neither. They're I can't remember. Very the, forgettable. Can't remember the characters' like, names. Why are we in this movie? So they chase the Sandersons. They duke it out. Billy's back, which is cool. I like Billy. Uh, yeah, it was the original actor, Doug Jones. Yes, I like Billy, but also it was weird. Um, it felt out of place for sure. I mean, they're just like, we got to have them. They said, we got to have Billy. So the, what I did think was cool was whenever he was talking shit to Winifred and Winifred put the um, stitches back in his mouth. And if you notice, the only thing that I noticed was that the stitches spelled out the word kill. Oh, they did? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. It spelled out kill. And then they take his head and they have to do all this dumb stuff. And he's made into like a human cauldron or something. No, they have like some cauldron in the middle of John. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah, but his it, head's on it or something. His head's on it because they, yeah. uh, what is it? What's that word where they, um, uh, they misread the spell basically. And they're like something of a lover. So they have to take Billy's head and they. Oh, right. Because he's foreshadowed in the very, very beginning as like the weird dude that she's like betrothed to, to yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Which he's like, we kissed once. Yeah. <sighs> something cool. It's so lame. Yeah. But wasn't he like implied to be like the gay kid or something? I have no idea. Yeah, I really don't know. Yeah, anyway, so we get like ultimate power, and like that's not good. It's not they're good. Like, they're like trying to kill these little girls and stuff. Well, Winifred but gets then, ultimate power, and then her sisters turn into dust because they didn't read the fine print that you uh, have to right. sacrifice the things you cherish the most. So Mary, uh, that's how I feel about <laughs> the movie. So Mary and Sarah turn into dust. They're like bye bye, and so they're gone. And then the girls were like, we can reverse the spell book can help us, but we can't really reverse it. It's basically like no more powers. You have to join your sisters in the afterlife. And she was like, I'm nothing without my sisters. And then so the girls do the spell. Winifred turns into dust and she's like, oh, would you look at this? And then book cries. Yeah, book cries, sheds a tear. 
book cries and then the movie ends and then there's a post credit scene where cobweb the cat which i think is seriously the cutest name for a cat cobweb true but didn't uh, he didn't talk the entire movie no because that wasn't him he remember in the beginning that cat didn't talk but they showed they showed cobweb <clears throat> he jumped up onto the counter and it showed um what did it say uh bf candle 2 which oh, okay. means Homie made two candles, which means two. He rendered the thought of two dead people to make two black flame candles. And if we get a threequel, which we will, I won't be watching it. Yeah, I'm actually not going to watch it. But I liked the talking cat element of the first one. And I was like waiting for that cat to start talking. And it didn't talk. But that's because that's because Daiquiri left. The spell was broken. Oh, by the way, Billy's spell was broken when Winifred died. So here's the major spoiler. Billy goes to the best part of this movie. Um, so Billy left. He okay. also turns into dust. Right. Yeah. People just like turning into dust and stuff. And then the movie ends there. Yep. And then and then you're left feeling um, why disappointed. How do I get this hour and a half of my life back? And why did this ruin my childhood? But Damn, so this movie was I, not good. It wasn't good. But uh, if you can tell me, Travis, what you thought Zero. of this movie. Okay, cool. Zero out of ten uh, the black, black flame, flame candles. candles that are in the shape of a penis. Yep. Zero. I'm giving this movie a zero. And the reason why, like, and it's really hard. This seems like my second zero. No, you know what? I'm going to be nicer about it. I am actually going to be nicer about it. It felt like a kid's movie. Like, it truly felt like a kid's movie. Let your kids watch it. If, as far as kids are concerned, it's probably going to be a 10 for them. I think they would really like it. Um, yeah, well, even though the first one was technically a children's movie. It felt like, like it was made for everyone, though. This did not. This felt yeah. cheap. Right. Dude, it literally, honestly, it feels like. Just like the tone of it was really, really off with like the injection of like modern day things. I think the first one had like a mystique to it because it was like. It was sort of, um, I mean, even though it was it was modern day and in the 90s, it sort of felt um, like ambiguous in time yeah like that kind of like it did that that halloweeny salem feel to it yep. but this one was very much like it felt commercial it felt it was like digital you're in like a walgreen with like br bright fluorescent lights you're in a garage with like a like modern cars going around everywhere it's like that's they could have made the choice to like sort of match the tone to the original i think it was a very much a tone situation and also like yeah, and like, mm -hmm. and to that end, these like modern day teenagers were extraordinarily lackluster. Like they were, they didn't strike me as like a trio of of teenagers who would be into witchy magic. John, it felt too nice. The movie felt yeah. too nice. Like like someone was trying to give me a hug. I'm like, I don't yeah. want a fucking hug. What I want is yeah, hocus like, pocus. And also, too. you have like these, you have these bewitched. Uh, crowd like John, marching down the street okay high school it's fucking like, musical yeah like they they were like fully choreographed dance walking lame. and it was very strange it was lame yeah it wasn't good yeah 
That it was, da- it was, I forgot about that dance. John, the, them dancing down the street until they, all they did was touch Tony Hell's character. What was the point of that spell? Uh, yeah, because they do find them for Bette Midler, but they, but the Bette Midler's character is long gone doing something else now. Yes. So it didn't, I was like, I was like, wait, all of that, that huge long sequence that looked pretty expensive with a lot of different background performers. For nothing. It was just like, okay. For nothing. uh, They touched him and they left. They're like, well, how did we get here? Yeah. That is what somebody said. And I'm like, how did we get here? Yeah, it's like, where is this story going after this? But yeah, so it was just like, really doesn't, it just like was very dumb, not well thought out. I'm giving this movie a two. I'm giving it a two. And here's why. Because I can appreciate that these people came back. I was fully on board. John, I was so excited for this. Like I text you and I was like, it's out today. I could not wait. I know. And you were, you you were let down. This. For sure. For me is this is the brand new Dark Tower for me. Because when I saw Dark Tower in the theater and that's the movie that I got. Right. And then this. Yeah. This is my new Dark Tower. And I will never let them live it down. I yeah. hate well, this. I can tell you, I agree. I'm, I'm also giving it a two tonight. I hate because this movie. It was, it, it fell short at mm-hmm. every turn. Like, you're like, oh, I see what they're trying to do here. Uh, oh, fell short. Fell Didn't short. Like it. Fell short. It gets also, a two. I mean, yeah. And I don't want my ooky, spooky, hocus pocus two to even go within a fucking mile of a Walgreens. As no. soon as they cut to that sign, I'm like, Oh my God, John, it all went downhill literally when the pretty witch showed up. And then when yeah. they had the musical number in the forest for no one. Yeah. They, they, they arrived after spending like decades uh, dead and they immediately broke into a tone deaf. Not, I mean like an off tone song number. Yeah. It wasn't, this movie wasn't good. I'm sorry. I am so sorry for all of you out there who <coughs> disagree. That's okay. And well, you can like that, this movie. There's always like a denial element to people who really, really, really wanted it to be something cool. Like you can like them it. of childhood. Some but of them might just like, actually really love it, which is why I got in an argument with somebody who clearly did. I mean, there, there are full-fledged John, adults who, go, who have like an annual pass to Disney and they would love I this. Know. And that's okay. And here's the thing. If you love this, great. I'm so happy for you. But coming from a perspective where it's like, this is not, this is not it. Uh, this it was not it. This felt she like. She isn't the moment. No. Not. But can I tell you? So it Hocus really bummed me out, dude. I'm like actually bummed. But I think, I feel like largely pe- people agree because on rottentomatoes.com.co.uk, um, it currently has a 59% on the tomatometer. I think it's too high. That's way um, too high. Yeah, and the audience score is 56%. So like it's kind of like usually whenever we read these like the audience really loved it and the critics hated it or the critics loved it and the audience hated it, but they are like pretty neck and neck. John um and- yeah. So the critics consensus is Hocus Pocus 2 is basically a boiling cauldron of nostalgia, but that's just enough for this belated sequel to cast a reasonably effective spell. That's nice. Sure. I would, I I would say that's nice. I would say it's nice. And I'd also say it was a little bit too generous. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's too generous. So the top, a top critic, Helen O'Hara from Empire Magazine, says this is just as unevenly plotted as the original. Lacks even the element of surprise, and it is not by any reasonable standard good. Between gooey and ghoulish, there must be better options. The, these are also very lackluster and bland reviews. Like, people are just like, whatever. I just want to say <laughs> to the person who reviewed that, first off, the first one had a better plot than this. Yeah. There was an I mean, actual plot in the first one. Despite how loose that plot was, at least that plot existed. There was nothing. In at this. least it has them burning alive in a fucking. Right. In a kiln. In a kiln at the Hell school. Hell yeah, dude. <gasps> Yeah. Um, so and also here's another one from the uh, the Times. Uh, just like in the first film, they will find time to perform an impromptu musical number that makes no narrative sense, but allows Midler to, you know, do her thing. What's weird about that review, though, is because for real in the first one, they didn't make time to do it. They were looking for those kids in there. It and was the, justified into the storyline. It story was justified line. into it. So even that review, I'm like, did you watch the first one? Yeah, but you know what didn't really hold water for me is that how do they know what modern songs are and how can they cover them on the spot because they've been dead for centuries? John, I thought um, that too. Yeah. I, I'm not joking. That <laughs> thought crossed my mind. And she said something. She said something um, in the movie she said something about a current. It was something current. And I was like, bitch, you've been back out of the ground for three whole hours. Mm -hmm. How are you saying current stuff? Yeah, exactly. But um, so here's a here's one where of a of Los Angeles Times top critic gave it a fresh rating. No, so this will be interesting. Oh. Uh, the Sanderson's shtick is no more clever or inspired than it was in the first movie. But Midler, Najimi and Parker remain such game for performers. So adept at vampy antics and menacing facial contortions that thou wilt not really care. No, I cared. <laughs> no, I cared. We, we cared. We care. So this is like this is probably like a paid for kind of review, maybe. Like, this is like, There's no way that's real. <laughs> because Justin Chang of the L.A. Times obviously didn't really like this movie. Okay. But I was like, but you won't really care. Watch it. Um, Justin. But anyway, I get you have to do what you have to do. Oh, Peter Travers. He has oh. a fresh rating on this one. This has to be paid for. It has to be paid for. <laughs> He says, uh, anything for Halloween? You bet. Lock up the children. The Sanderson sisters are back in a bewitching sequel that returns Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy to the roles they created in 1993, just in time to put a funny scare, scary spell on you. No, no. Also, a, that sounds like a paid advertisement. Yes. Also, you don't have to lock up the children. There was there was no threat to children in this movie. They were trying to yeah. become all powerful. They didn't give a rat's dick about the kids. Yeah. Peter Travers is like, uh, Disney, pay me money. They really didn't. There was. And I'll be your hunty. John, there was nothing about this that made it like if they became all powerful, they wouldn't even need to suck the souls out of children. They wouldn't die. Yeah. There were like zero stakes. There were no uh, stakes in this movie at yeah. all. But I think it's a huge letdown from the original piece of shit. This movie's a piece of shit. 
they like ruined the um iconicness of the first one yeah they did they actually did like it used to have like a feeling about it and whatever and you can like look back on it but now it's sort of like Mm -hmm. they tainted it oh they uh, talk about a taint okay (laughs) (laughs) the biggest taint i've ever seen this is not and i don't mind the look of a taint but this wasn't it yeah this was one of those taints that you're like oh huh like nope so uh how much did this movie cost john um oh interesting you you should ask that question Uh, (laughs) i don't have it in front of me but let's see can you vamp while i look it up oh i can so i just want to tell all of you like john and i have said many times before um these are all our opinions we know movies take forever like We get it. It's a lot of work. This is something we're just going to say what we're going to say. You can believe whatever you want. These are truly only our opinions. If you like this movie, more power to you, poo you, more power to you, beach. So can Um, I just tell you? Yes. This is this. uh, It has an undisclosed budget. Are you shitting me? Yeah. How much do you think they got paid? I bet they got paid $10 million each. John, they have an undisclosed budget because I'm not going to lie to you. Does it not feel when you were watching this? Did it not feel like they had reshoots? Um, It had major reshoot vibes. John, this movie. Also, when Tony Hale goes into the house, when he sees the witches in the garage, it's like, what? That's an older crowd than I would have thought. He walks right into the house and guess what? That's it for his character. Yeah, it doesn't pay off like whatsoever. His character goes into the house after not getting a caramel apple that he's been wanting so bad. Yeah. And that was his whole storyline. Yeah. This movie, this movie literally was cat shit. Yeah, definitely. I would say that that's definitely the case. But two with. Yeah, Absolutely so Hocus Pocus 2 is a 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carried by lackluster performances by all of your favorite Veep uh, characters. Honestly, um, they should have just had... <laughs> they should have recast the Sanderson's <laughs> as everyone from Veep. They should know, have just right? done a Veep yeah. Hocus a Pocus. Veep, a Veep reunion <laughs> as like the, the side characters would have been great for me. I, I still watch... I rewatch Veep just like random episodes. John, I was watching... I'm not joking. I was just rewatching the series like a month ago. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, no. I'm like, currently rewatching it, but I'll just like skip around to like my favorite episodes. They're so funny. I'm back like, on and, the final and, season. And, Nice. Yeah, Richard Splett. This movie is in this movie is like he's so good in Veep, it's amazing. We should, we should just become a Veep podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm anyway, sorry. So I really guys, brought the mood down and I apologize. No, Hocus Pocus 2 did. Hocus, Hocus Pocus 2 brought that mood down. That was just such a letdown, and I apologize. But we have yeah. to go. We do have to go. And so where do we have to go? We're going to give you a double feature in the form of a double episode. So uh, that's going to be coming out at the same time as this one. So if you liked this one, definitely like, comment, rate, review, and then go immediately over to Halloween Kills. You guys, please subscribe. Honestly, it truly helps us. Like if you can leave, if you can subscribe. If you can leave us a rating or a review, it, it lets people find us. Yeah. It lets so people let, find us. 
get into it. And so it helps us out. Little effort by you. Just do it. It's not going to fuck up your feet or anything. No, plus it's um, not going to make you a worse person. You're yeah. already a piece of shit. Just do the it. The algorithm is stacked against us. Yes. So help us break through the evil algorithm that everybody seems to hate, but still engages in any way. Except for people in the Philippines, clearly. Oh, the Philippines love us, which Honestly, I love them. John, that was so crazy. Oh my gosh, have you ever seen uh, Filipino horror movies? I don't believe so. Can you send oh me one? Oh my god, they are all on Amazon. This is a this is a non-sponsored plug for Amazon. <laughs> so sponsor is Amazon. So if you go onto Amazon, um, it's called um, yeah, it's called Pinoy. And okay. So yeah, I'm and, down. Uh, I'm absolutely down. It heavily influences like people, like really great filmmakers, like um, like Guillermo del Toro. Okay, uh, uh, attributes a lot of uh, his influences and style to um, uh, horror movies in the Philippines. Um, they are unique. They are amazing. They are emotional, and also like they do a lot on a very small budget, and they go for it. All right. All right. With that, guys, we're going to see you at the movies. Roll the credits, you lackluster witch. (laughs) Bye.